Alright, welcome to episode 80 of the Barman and Vivo podcast. Uh, you're very lucky today. You get uh, Barman and Vivo live together. <laughs> who's, who's lucky? Whoever's listening, that's who's lucky. <clears throat> As you can tell, I'm here with my co-host Mike Barman. We are live from TJ's Sports Bar in Alfreda, Georgia on Father's Day Sunday. Watching the U.S. Open. Is there any baseball still on? I don't see any baseball still on. No, Braves beat the Phillies 13-5. to It doesn't look like they've got soccer on. So, um, no, mainly golf. Barman and I came up here. We went and hit some golf balls. And we are uh, having... I a- pounded a lot of dirt. You hit more <laughs> golf balls than I did. It was ugly either way. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of us was sharp. I thought the gentleman was coming over to ask me to stop hitting the dirt instead of grabbing the baskets that he, did, that he needed to, to reload. We've been meaning to come back here for a while to hand out the plaque for the uh, Wing Matrix champion. We met the owner a couple minutes ago. He's in the middle of cooking dinner for the, um, I guess he's got a big Father's Day dinner here tonight. So he might swing by here during the episode at some point to collect the plaque, but he was he was impressed. Nonetheless, <laughs> he's like, the two idiots from, from Atlanta, Georgia, went around and and scored wings at 16 different restaurants. So, Well, when we tell them that we were here three times <laughs> and scored them three times out of 14 restaurants, that's pretty impressive. Um, so we'll dive right into today's episode. I'll, I'll warn everybody right now. Um, it's very soccer-centric because there's a lot of going on in the soccer world right now, um, both from the Atlanta United um, standpoint but also from the world standpoint. So... Uh, we'll, we'll, as usual, we'll start with uh, cycling. Um, big news this week. Uh, was Chris Froome in the Dauphiné? Yes, he was reconning the time trial course the morning of the race. And he, he the, had a the, in the pretty bad crash. Yeah, I guess he took his hands off the bars to blow his nose, and a big gust of wind came and blew him against the wall. You sure wasn't Richie Port on his bike? Uh, sometimes people get confused. Um... Serious injury, out of the tour. Uh, compound fracture of his leg. Compound. Compound. Also oh, broke the skin. Yeah, so several broken ribs. Uh, oh possible broken bro- vertebra, broken elbow for sure. Wow. He's still in the hospital. Yeah, I saw the. He posted a picture yesterday. Yeah. From his bed. So, yes. um, you know, you never want to see that happen to a professional cyclist, um, even one you root hard against. <laughs> um, you know, no, so you never you're never rooting for that. You just, I mean, it's just so odd, right? Well, it's always odd when it's, you you even said it when we talked last week about <laughs> he's looking down at his bike on that climb he two really, years ago in the Tour de France and wrecks into into yes. Richie Port. Yes. Well, he does, and then runs up the hill with his bike. Yes. Well, he does. I think this is a lot of of. Of what you get when you when you do a lot of altitude camps with just one other teammate or or possibly two other teammates, you, you're just not in the race element. You're, you you forget that there's danger out there in the real world, and you and you have to take care of it. Um, in an odd twist, and I, I brought this up right before we started recording. Um, Oh, Nick Luther in 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 late on the uh, Ask Barman to be anything perfect. <laughs> yes. um, 
in an odd twist, he ends up winning the t- 2011 Vuelta due to a illegal biological passport. Correct. They finally have. They, what does that mean? Well, it means that his numbers were off, um, but they didn't. They were trying to prove it in Takas, um, the arbitrate the 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 sporting organization that that uh, rules the world, and they were able to keep it quiet. Unlike Froome's um, Froome's issue with his uh, false analytical, um, they were able to keep this one quiet. And finally, it is he's he's lost. I believe all his appeals now. And so Cabo has lost all his appeals from his win in 2012. Um, who ends up winning the, the Dauphiné? Uh, Jacob Falsang, the Astana rider. Right. Had a super cool ride. Did, uh, did really well. And then you have your TJ Van Garderen finished second. Where's, who's he racing for? EF Education? EF Education. Yeah, couldn't win the Tour of California, but comes up, comes up big in the Dauphine in the time trial. I uh, actually beat DeMoulin by nine seconds in the time trial. Uh, still lost to Van Art, but still um, was really impressive. Should we expect anything from him in the Tour de France, or is he not racing? He'll probably, well, he should be working for... Um, DeMoulin? Um, no, no uh, the uh, Colombian rider. Um, Bernal? No, on EF. Um, oh. Um, Iran. Yes, he, he'll Roberto be working Aran. for Iran, which was his main goal. But TJ has won the Dauphine in the past, and so this is a nice comeback for him. Um, all right, so with Firm out, uh, you know, from a betting standpoint, because I know you're you're looking now at uh, how you how you <laughs> you why the, go big? The bet with the bet with Varman goes on the uh, the Tour de France. What is it looking like? Are you still taking Dumoulin? You've already taken Dumoulin. I took Dumoulin at plus 550 early, like right after when he dropped out of the Giro. Uh, with Froome out, now it's looking like it's down in the plus two, 250. Is it, um, what's Garrett Thomas at? I think he's at plus 200. He's he got to be the favorite, right? He's the favorite now that Froome's out, yes. Anyone in there? Potentially, that could upset them. You think it's a two-horse race at that point? Well, I think you know Movistar is bringing Landa, Quintana, and um, Quintana couldn't win anything. Valverde. Valverde's got to get through the the race, and Landa hasn't really done much since he left Sky. Uh, Landa's on the upward. He's, he's training well right now. Well, he got, he's he was fourth. Well. He was fourth the car pass at the Giro, so maybe he got more rest than in the extra training that he needed to do well. So this could be pretty cool. Uh, you got tours was started today or yesterday or Friday? Switzerland started yesterday, and so they have the prologue. The prologue winner was uh, Rohan Dennis. Short prologue. Yeah, very short, ten minutes. I don't get that. Well, it gives it gives a different type of athlete a chance to do well. And honestly, if you're a top five GC contender, usually you get top ten in the in the prologue. Uh, no F1 this week. Next weekend in France, Fox. Paris, Paris. No, um, well they probably do it outside of Paris somewhere. So all the British people probably go. All right. Did we already um, talk about Lewis Hamilton last week? We did. 
in the podcast. Yeah, in uh, what's his name, changing out the the Vittel. the Vittel going out, and changing out the numbers in front of the cars. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, so we'll dive into soccer. Like I said, very soccer heavy episode. Uh, Atlanta United. Soccer heavy time of the world. Yes. Of the year. I mean, no no men's World Cup, but women's World Cup going on. Um, Atlanta United did have a game last week and some, some odd circumstances around that. Um, and then we had the Gold Cup started last night and the Copa America started last night, or maybe Friday night. Right. Um, so we'll run through a bunch of stuff. U.S. Open Cup. Well, that's that's different. That's been going on for months. So what cup's going on? And so Atlanta United is playing the U.S. Open Cup. Yes. U.S. women's team playing in the Women's World Cup. Correct. U.S. men's team playing in the Gold Cup. Gold Cup. And then the South American is the Copa America. Okay. So I'll run through all of them. I'll try and run through all no, of them. No, I was just making sure I got yeah. it straight. All right, so Tuesday night. When's the Krabby Cup again? <laughs> that starts in <laughs> the fall, I believe. <clears throat> um, we got... Hold on, I'm going to pause. All right, so Tuesday night. Uh, Atlanta United is supposed to play in Charleston, live on ESPN Plus. So I had to sign up for ESPN Plus for a week. How much is that? It was five, free for five, free for seven days, four ninety nine a month. Four so, ninety nine a month. Um, Atlanta United. The game gets canceled uh, due to unplayable con- field conditions. So apparently, the rain we got last weekend, there was patches of sand on their field. Well, they tried to use sand to dry up. Yep. Uh, um, and and they, I mean, they got out there. The players messed around, and they said, "Yeah, this is unplayable." What ends up happening is, because they couldn't find a field condition, um, a field in good enough condition in Charleston, they moved the game to Thursday night in Kennesaw State. Right. Um, so, but close to close to the audience. So there's no there's right. no no fans of the game. Nothing. <laughs> um, it was very odd. Atlanta United goes down one nothing early. Any charges for the wings? I got it. <laughs> nice. Uh, Atlanta United goes down one nothing about twenty minutes in on an odd play. So you've got no Guzan, no Gressel, no Martinez, well, no Villaba. But that's the way it should be for the for a U.S. Open Cup, right? Sure. I mean, Pity was in the lineup. I don't know how Crabby feel. I don't know how about Crabby feels about playing your backups, but I mean, this isn't this why you have a. a how many people? 23 people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you've got Romario Williams starting. And at forward, you had uh, Carlson got some action. Con and goal. Um, Remedy didn't start. Barco wasn't even there. Um, so we saw a lot of new Pogba got in the game. We saw no, but, that's, but that's what you, I mean, those people we're, need to step We're on up. an international break. Your stars <laughs> need a rest at this yes. point. So that's kind of the... the so you're saying Frank DeBoer did it right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean... I'm not going to, at this point, I can't question his moves. That New York Red Bulls game is a bit odd. How do you lose that one? Up one guy, you know. And I know you were irked. But that wasn't coaching. That was pure effort. And the New York Red Bulls came. Ready to go. And and when they went down a man, they they did not want to lose in that stadium, and they played that way. Uh, So they go down to one, 20 minutes in, on an odd, like, giveaway play. Um, and a, if the guy gets the ball, he just sees, he shoots it, it hits the post, goes in. It's super, it was, a, it was kind of a soft goal, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Atlanta ends up scoring about the 80th minute. 
on a corner kick, first corner kick goal of the year. Was it high or low? It was back post, and Romario Williams headed it in. Um, so the game ends up going to overtime, and then a kid I haven't seen play yet, Vasquez, ends up getting two goals in the second overtime. Atlanta wins 3-1, they advance. Uh, they play this Tuesday against Columbus in the Open Cup, and we should have everybody at the game except for Joseph Martinez. Is Stefan playing? Oh, Stefan's not Columbus anymore. I don't believe he's with Columbus anymore. Are you sure? Zach? Yeah, no, Z-A-C-K. Is it CK or is... I think it's ZK. Um, I don't... When are we going to talk about his goalkeeping? We'll get to that. Did we talk about the Venezuela game or no? You and I did personally. Okay. Not on the podcast. We'll, we'll talk right. about that then. Right? No, you're right. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you. Oh, it looks like he still is with uh, Columbus. Yeah, I thought he was. He won't be there, though. He's playing with the national team. Uh, not after not after last Wednesday. <laughs> he won't be there. He shouldn't be. I can't imagine he'd be doing pulling double duty this week, right? Not for the U.S. Cup, right? Uh, the game is in Columbus. Hopefully it's not downpouring like it was last time. Uh, I looked at the round. So we're in the round of 16. It looks like two non-MLS clubs advanced. So now, so now in the U.S. Open Cup, is that you do one one away and then one home? It's single, single elimination. Single elimination. Like how the MLS uh, As, playoffs is gone. Yes. Now, is going Instead now. of being international like they had in the past. Right. Um, I saw, but the the field looks pretty thin. Uh, I don't think any of the LA teams are there. I don't think DC's in it. Um, How do you qualify? I'm so confused. It's all so it's. I think because Atlanta won the MLS Cup last year, right? They got a buy through like the first several rounds. Oh, so LAFC and LA Galaxy might have lost games against right against lesser. Like I saw the one team that made it was like New Mexico United. And I can't even remember who the other team was. I don't think we'll be visiting them anytime soon. No. So uh, Columbus this week, Tuesday. And I think the next game after that, maybe not for another two weeks. Unless we win. Right. And then it's usually a midweek type game, not a... Yeah, it'll be a Tuesday not, or not Wednesday. A, not, a, not a weekend it'll, type game. The great thing about this is if you want to watch all those games are on ESPN+. Plus. You know I'm not a huge fan of ESPN. But the game was on and it was... Broadcast, broadcast well, they were saying that the, the Kennesaw State Stadium is actually wired for TV and all that. So it, it looked like, good. remember, what, what, the, the, it looked like the benches were on the opposite side this time. They were on the side we were sitting on. How did they do that? Because the press box and everything it was above I think them that's last where the time. camera, the optimal camera angle is. Oh. So they wanted the. So they swapped. Yeah. Um, all right. U.S. Women's National Team. This is where you're going to hear some friction on the podcast, guys. Uh, Come on, when you listen to PTI, Wilbon and, and, and Kornheiser go at it all the time. So, uh, Thursday, Tuesday, 3 o'clock, U.S. versus Thailand. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the goals because it's going to take us an hour and a half to do that. Uh, final score, U.S. women score a touchdown. 
score a second, they get the extra point. They score a Parky. second touchdown. Par Parky go for, misses go for two, <laughs> and they miss. No, Parky misses the Parky misses the uh, the <laughs> final score. U.S. women thirteen, Thailand zero. Now, uh, Barman and I disagree on this. Well. I've, I don't think we disagree I've, I've as much come as you're, I don't think you, we disagree as much as, as you as you originally thought. Because I think you thought that Brian and I were actually arguing the 13 goals. And that, that isn't necessarily what I'm arguing. I was arguing the celebrations after goal okay. 9, 10, 11, 12, and 13. So goal number 11 was by Mallory Pugh. Her first World Cup. Well, that's cool. But, you're telling me she's not allowed to score... She's not allowed to whoa, celebrate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's I'm not that. allowed to celebrate, even though it's eleven nothing. Her goal in life was to play in the World Cup and score a goal. That's great, and I'm now, very, I'm very happy for her. I don't disagree with uh, Megan Rapinoe doing her her ridiculous. Alex Morgan celebrating on goals four and four five. five. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything about Carly Lloyd because I don't think she celebrates. <laughs> All that much, anyway. But I mean, the, we we both watched most of the game today's game, and the celebrations were very much more team oh, oriented. It was very, but, well, no, very they're, timid today. Well, no, they were very team oriented. Mm -hmm. They were less. They were less like, look at me, I scored a goal in the yes. World Cup, and they were more like um, when uh, Ertzay went over, she brought everyone to the sideline and high fived the whole and team. And Carly Woods for schools the same and, way. And 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 so I thought, I think they kind of got the message, you know. It's 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 you know, honestly, if it's your first goal, you know that's cool. But there's times you need to realize that you're in you're in a national situation and you're representing your national team. And there's another team on the other side of the field that I, I mean, Thailand played hard. They they, no, no, they didn't. in the first half they did. Okay. In the first half, they in did. In the second and half, they, and it was ugly. It, it was not good. And and so, you know, it is what it is. I I, I, I don't mind the 13 goals. You know, sure. I, I, I'm mad I agree with you about some of the celebrations. Sure. As, you know, I have two daughters. And 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 that some of the celebrations, I was kind of, I would be, as a dad, I'd be like, kind of like, really? You know, and, and that's the same, like, for some of the outfits they wear or some of the decisions they make and whatever. And I'm not going to reprimand them, but it's really like, like, I think we can make better decisions. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, after sitting on it for a couple of, yeah, I don't agree. You can't blame Mallory Pugh for doing what she did. But, well, personally, you know, right. whatever, that's fine. But Rapinoe ain't been there before. <laughs> Alex Morgan been there before. So, yeah, it's a bit excessive, but... You never know when your last goal is going to come. And I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. And, no. the, and the other thing that kind of bothered me was when Jill Ellis interviewed, and she said, if we were men, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. Well, and I was kind of like, so and, and I kind of, I disagree with that comment also. Here, here's, I think the, unfortunately for Thailand, the U.S. women's team said, um, we need to make a statement. We're in a lawsuit with the U.S. Soccer Federation, so let's make a point. True. Hopefully the point was taken. Um, you and I discussed this the other night. Um, I, I, it, honestly, I blame FIFA for this. Thailand should not be in the World Cup. Right. They got in because... Well, Chile played so much better, and they're actually... 
Chile lost to Sweden two to nothing. Not an offensive powerhouse. Right. Yes, the U.S. did trot out. They took five starters out and got everybody in the game who hadn't played other than the two backup goalies. You know, those are the only two players at this point that haven't played in the World Cup for the U.S. But at least finally Chile could actually move the ball against our third team. Not really. In the second half, before they I got left a, the house, they were at two opportunities. They could, they could maintain possession. Thailand at no time could maintain possession. At no time were they doing anything besides clearing the ball out. So what I noticed from Thailand is they had everybody back, but no yes. one was guarding anyone. No. They were playing a zone defense. Yes. And, it was, and, the, and their sole goal was to clear the ball out. If you're going to leave everybody back, guard somebody. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the worst thing you can do is allow a player to receive a pass, be able to turn and figure out where they're going to go with the ball. <laughs> yes. If you're on them, they can't do that. Or at least they, they're already thinking about where they're going to go with the ball next. Yeah, instead, I, mean, instead oh, of, I get to look around the field and decide what I'm going to do with it. Instead of making the options. And so. Um, so a couple things about, about uh, Thailand, and then we'll drop this game. Uh, they lost 11 of their last 12. The only reason they got in was North Korea wasn't eligible for the World Cup because of their political status. Trump didn't try to put them in? <laughs> Trump doesn't care about women's soccer. You want to make a bet? <laughs> he only cares when we win. <laughs> um, Why did some shower scene come to mind? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> um, I, I think you've got to look at, you know, if I, I brought this up, and, and some of you, some of you posted on on my Facebook rant about this. Um, everybody in the top ten qualified for the World Cup. Seven of the eleven through twenty qualified, and one from twenty to thirty qualified. Right. So that means there's, I want to say, if my math's right. Six, five or six teams that qualified outside the top thirty. Well, sometimes the reward is Chile, to go. Chile. The hey, reward not, is to go to the World Cup, and, then, and and yeah, unfortunately, you do have to lose to the United States thirteen nil, but that's that's part of the game. Yeah. Hopefully, it helps Thailand but, in the future, but, and they can develop more soccer, more soccer with, football players, and it with can the work gap well. in level or um, skill. Between one and thirty, one and twenty-four in the World Cup, there's got to be a better process for vetting teams to get in. I know you want to have everybody represented in each region of the world, right? But if somebody loses eleven of their last twelve games, how does that make sense? Because they lost today five to one to Sweden. To Sweden, and in theory, they lose one or two to nothing to Chile. Maybe they score a goal. I think Chile's better than what we saw today. Oh, I thought Chile played very well. I actually saw a lot of skill there. I, I thought I thought they I thought they they I they, you know it, it's tough playing you know it, what, to me watching Thailand and Chile is is like me watching the men's team from the nineties try the to compete in, in 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 the World Cup where we were just hoping to get to get a pass that would allow us to get a shot on goal that might possibly go in. Until, until, what was it, 2008? Until 2008, when Landon Donovan put that goal against Algeria, that's the first time I feel like the U.S. men actually played in a World Cup. Was that the South Africa one? Yeah, I think 2008, was it? 
Yeah, that sounds right. No, 2010. 2010? Yeah. I mean, that's the first... We got out of group stage. That cross that he played... The, the cross that the Dempsey... The cross that played... Yeah. Yes. Was it Dempsey? I think so. Yeah. But that's the first time that the, the, the United States was... Like like Chile, like Thailand. They were actually... They were they looked like they were going to go out of group stage and go into there. So, for me, watching Thailand and Chile play the U.S. the U.S. women's team is just like watching our men from 20 years ago. Um... So today, they like we talked a little bit about. What year did Tab Ramos go down in the like center back or center midfield? That would have been like '98 or '02. That year, I mean, we were like we were Chile. I mean, we were like Chile this year. We we really had no business being in the World Cup, and 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 he had that injury like in the middle of that play, and we had once they scored one goal, we had zero chance. Um, today, 3 nothing final against Chile. You see Carly Lloyd get a start when she's not the starting. At 37, she's not the starting forward anymore. She but she, still, but she still had two goals and missed a penalty kick, which would have covered for me. <laughs> that I had it at three and a half. I thought it was at five. I got it. I bet it later. I put it on bet with Bebo at four and a half. Oh. But I got it on early when at you three and a half. I still feel dirty about taking that money from the Thailand win. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. I take a long um, shower. So I take a long shower with the nail brush. The goal, and before we came on here, we were talking about the uh, Julie Ertz goal. Wow. That was a good men's, women's. That was just, just a, a great goal. It was just a great goal. Memorable. Very, very It was impressive. a laser beam of a corner kick, and she just flicked it. And it, like, the goalie stood no chance. Well, if Biddy could ever put some heat on something, then we might get a chance to put something through. Uh, I want someone to sit Pity down. <laughs> I mean, you saw 30 corner kicks from the U.S. women's team over the last two games. And have have him watch them. That is what you should do every time. You mean not lob hit it, the first player? Not hit the first defense? into the, the penalty area. Not hit the first defenseman available? I mean, again, Tuesday night. Or Thursday night. Awful. He's really? turning into Michael Bradley. Wow. Just floating around, dribbles and loses the ball, <laughs> gets tripped, doesn't, does not, gets tackled, no, no, throws his hands up because he didn't get called. <laughs> he's useless. I'm mean, just going to start calling him Shitty Martinez because that's what his name is. Ouch. He, so how, my, how all my Atlanta? aggression went from Guzan to DeBoer to Shitty Martinez. <laughs> so how's Atlanta United going to get out of this deal? I think they're going to send him back. Targetina? <laughs> Just return to sender. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. But they already got their $15 million. I mean, Maybe they can ask for some of it back. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll tell The one highlight for Chile today, their goalkeeper was amazing. Well, that Ertz goal with like it was so no one stops it. It was so hard. Nobody it went through it. her hands. It no was, one stopped it. It was amazing. She made three or four saves on Kristen Press in the second <laughs> half. I mean, Kristen Press could not score a goal to save her life, and the goalie was there for all of them. I mean, three or four saves. I well, mean, good for her. She played fantastic. Um, well, she was three feet taller than the Thailand goalie. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that poor young lady. She, in she the had Thailand to be boardroom on six foot. Yeah. The Thailand goalie couldn't have been more than 5'3 or 5'. Well, Thailand also had that dude out there, number 21. 21. 
<laughs> it was the first thing I texted you. <laughs> I missed it because I was about watching it. My, I was watching it at my desk at work, and then uh, and then I looked over it like halfway through the game, like that's a that's a tranny. That's not a girl. It's a dude. Um, all right, so the women have won the group, I think, or they're they're in. They've well, advanced. No, they still have to play. Yeah, they've they still have to play Sweden. They can win the group with a tie against Sweden. Well, the problem is if they, if them and France both win their group, then they face in the second quarters. The quarters, yeah. Yeah. Um, if France has looked good, if Italy surprisingly look, I think they want they yes. advanced. Um, maybe Japan has advanced. Yes. Brazil. Ooh, I don't know. They might need their third game. There's been five or six clubs. Uh, I think Brazil countries. actually lost their first game. Germany. Germany's when, advanced. When, when the, Brazil lost their first game one 0 so they probably need their third game in order to get in. Um, all right, Copa America. So this is the South American Gold Cup. This is the best way to put it. But it's an, there's an odd twist this year. Both Japan and Qatar are in this tournament. Well, we turned down our invite. One Thank year. God. One year, one year, it might not be this year. I, I There's seem, no way we got invited this year. I, well, I, I seem to remember being invited where we didn't take accept the invitation. But maybe, good for them. maybe like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's just odd. So you've got. Um, I'll go through the results real quick. Um, well, Argentina, Messi, and Boss. They're not good. They are not good. Yeah, I know. We we watch Pity, Pity Martinez all the time. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, man. I asked, I asked my brother-in-law last night. He goes, "Is Messi going to retire after this game when they lose?" Well, didn't he already retire from the national team twice? Twice. twice. <laughs> and now he's like, "Why am I even here?" You know, it's like he can't win. He just can't Col- win. Colombia just looked that much better yesterday. Yes. So Colombia. But I didn't understand because I, I was in a bar that didn't have the sound on. I was in Mar- the Marley House, and so Colombia was wearing blue and orange. Yeah, like it's almost like a pink. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what team or, it was. Or as Brick would say, salmon. Salmon. <laughs> it was kind of salmonish. <laughs> Salmonesque. Yeah, but Argentina was wearing the light blue and white stripes like they always do. Right, but but I did well. I didn't know who they were playing, and I couldn't see the I couldn't see the um, the. Maybe box. don't drink as much so you can see the TV. I only had like three Guinness, thank you. <laughs> Actually, I switched to Buffalo Trace and water after the. Oh boy. Well, they didn't have um, All right, so results. Brazil beats Bolivia first night 3 nothing. They were wearing white jerseys, which I've never seen. Bolivia? No, Brazil. What? White jerseys with blue shorts. No green, no yellow. Nope. Wow. Super weird. Because um, they usually wear the yellow with the green shorts or the blue top. How does Tom Brady who know who, who know, know who to root for? Him? Uh, Peru, Venezuela, 0-0. Uh, Argentina, Colombia, like we said, 2 nothing. I looked. Qatar and Paraguay were playing right now. And it was tied two to two. Let me see if I can get an update on that game. ESPN's running a little slow. Um, Gold Cup starts Tuesday for the U.S. men's team. Tuesday at like ten o'clock. Is it that late? Yeah. Guyana. Guyana. Who's in South America, which is weird. Why, I, that's why I'm so confused. I think because of the Qatar-Japan thing, they got bumped up. Uh, let's see. Full-time, 2-2, Paraguay. So that's Pity, uh, not Pity Martinez. Miguel Almaron would have been playing in that game for Paraguay. Um, I think I saw Mexico won last night. 
They were up 4 nothing at the half. Uh, Canada beat Martinique. They were up at least 4 to nothing. Um, and that's being played here in the U.S. But not in Atlanta. Okay. So, U.S. has Guyana, Panama, Trinidad, and Tobago, which I think we talked about last week. That's their group. Yeah, that's their group. Uh, which is the easiest group. I, I see them going 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Well, they better not lose. They're going to lose to Panama. They better not lose. They're going to. They better not. <laughs> They're going to. The, the, they, they better shake They better this. move off they better the group move, sta- They move out of the group they stage. They have to move out of the group stage, and they better shake off this friendly thing where they were just, like, acting like preseason they NFL football. A, 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 anything other than international friendly in almost two years. Because we don't qualify for shit. They better play well. Oh, this is the other point I was going to... I texted you the picture. The women's team scored 13 goals in that game of Thailand. That's more goals than the U.S. men's team scored in the last three World Cups they played in. Okay. <laughs> so you and they pay, deserve to be paid less. Pay, you should pay by goal? Yes. That should be Are a we going to talk about the equal pay thing? Have we... Have we've, we we've talked about it. Yeah. I'm from well, not on here, but... No, we have. But, oh, have we? Yeah, I've... When the lawsuit came out, I brought it up. Oh. I firmly believe the women should be making as much as the men, if not more. Well, I think I think the unions actually negotiate differently because the U.S. women's team has a higher base salary than a male. Didn't you see that picture I sent you? Yes. But that's average per game. Mm-mm. No. All right. Well, I'll, I'll... Let's look at it again. The men average $13,166 per game. That they play in. That they play or in. They're the, women, selected the women average $4,950 game, per game they play in. Right. The men average $263,320 per year. The women max out at ninety nine grand a year. So the max out, the max out one is, is, is tough. Now I think every national team member probably maxes out, and not Maybe. and not every male maxes out, but they have larger contracts through their through their club teams, and that's why but the men that, are willing this is to do just this. on on for twenty friendly matches in a year. If they both play twenty friendly matches in a year, that's the difference. I honestly don't think the women will actually let the lawsuit go through. The identification period, because I have a there's feeling something funky there's, in their, they're, they're, the yes. way that they're doing their math. And, and yes, I totally agree that they should be paid the same as the males. Yes, I just feel that that their base salary on the national team is higher than a male's base salary on the national team, Maybe. and they're and the male is less likely to get selected by the national team. Well, I think there's less there's there's less players playing on the women's team. Like they might max right. out at like thirty, right? And from what we've seen on the U.S. team, the men's team, there's like right. 50, 50 or sixty guys rotating in because so, they can't figure out who's who's the right ones to play. Well, right, and well, so they're going through a transition. The, but period. the men are more are more okay with that, and and I totally understand how the women's representation would want more money because the the women's professional side is so low. Yes. That, that's how they make their money. That, that would be how, that, that, how their salary would be. Their right. salary would be higher. So I, I'm, I, and, and I believe Alexi Lawless's podcast, the State of the Union, kind of mentioned this somewhere in there. 
That's in, when we talked about it. it. Was probably about a month and a half, two months ago when, when it first started. When it first broke. So I wonder, I wonder how far they're going to let this go before they ha- before all the details come out exactly about because the men and the women um, are represented by the same organization and felt like they did a good job for both. The women are, aren't happy, which is understandable, and they have rights, and the, and they should follow what they feel is the best route to to, to be represented well. I'm yeah. not I'm not against that. I just have this funky feeling that there's some sort of some sort of math mm-hmm. that isn't being played out. Well, you can twist the numbers however you want this to make it work. Because thing is is, is yes. the per game thing just isn't working for me. I don't I don't like that math. Um, the ninety nine thousand max where a male's max would be more now that's troublesome yes that's troublesome but the number of males that actually compete for the national team when when it when when the u.s when the u.s soccer looks at it is it's very rare that that even like michael bradley or or pulisic or any of those people would be on the team long enough where it would matter yeah like pulisic doesn't do a lot of national team no. duty at all right. at this point just because he's over in Europe. Some and, of it's because of Europe, and some of it's his health, and, and not overplaying him and doing and those Burkhalter kind of things. said it was very difficult, yes. if you listen to Lexi's podcast from this week, it was very difficult to negotiate the terms right. with Chelsea now right. to get him for just the gold for the gold cup. Right. Because um, you know, they spent a significant amount to get him to right. sit on the bench. Um, how do you feel about Brad- Bradley and Jose- Josie Altador being on the team? I don't mind Josie. I like I like Josie. Michael Bradley, but he was be part of that team. group. Well, they they don't deserve the opportunity. They lost. They they should be gone. The, the, their generation's gone. Yeah. Stu Holden should shut up. And and and, and I couldn't we, agree more with that. <laughs> that little fucker. You and I. Talk, so Barman and I talked uh, <laughs> Tuesday or Wednesday. And I say, if, if I if I ever see him, I'm kicking him in the nuts. You're gonna have to beat me to him because <laughs> I'm gonna punch him right in the face. I, this, I understand every every commentator who might have gone through a generation. You know, he wants to stick up for his boys. But I mean, come on, man. They, they I mean, their boys. Be realistic. Your, your boys lost. Be they, they, they they deserve to be gone. Um, here's an interesting story. Will Trap left off the squad. Was eligible for the under-20 World Cup. They said, no, he's too good to go that. Maybe we'll, we'll pull him for the goal. Now he doesn't get either team. Maybe they thought it was better that he rested. and, and it's what? Not, it's not worth that much. I don't know. This team needs to win and win now. They need to... Well, lose, first, they need to play something. They're losing... I mean, they're losing fans. Well, yeah, but you're in the national team, so you can't... You don't lose that much fandom... The American Outlaws are still going to be in the end zone of, of every bad soccer You mean the American stadium. Idiots? The, it's, hard to, it's hard to root for the Americans right now. I, I, I think this is a huge mistake. You leave Michael Bradley off and you bring Will Trapp. Well, why wouldn't you? That's not what happened. There's some... There's some. I, I imagine there's somewhere in U.S. soccer that said Michael Bradley had to be on that team. There has to be a generation... So you can watch the other teams score goals? Yeah, yeah. He's awful. He's awful. It's just, it's just. He's awful. All right. Um, we don't have a winner at the U.S. Open. It looks like Justin Rose is in second. Who's in first? Gary. 
Woodland. Woodland was in first last time I checked. Yes. Tigers out of it. Oh, here we go. Rose 11, Woodland 11, Kepka 8, Ustay's an 8, Shuffley 7. Just popped up on the board. Um, so that'll be over later today. Probably not until like 8.30 or 9 o'clock. Yeah, late, 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 late. Stanley Cup. We have a winner. The reign of terror is over, as I called it last week. The St. Louis Blues win their first Stanley Cup in, I want to say, 50 years. Uh, so good for them. They were dead last January 3rd in the league. Dead last. All I want to hear you say is, Barman, you're right. Nothing matters until the playoffs. I disagree. I will never agree with you on that. Ever. Never, okay. ever, never, ever. That's fine. If you can be in last place on January 1 and win the Stanley Cup, the regular season means nothing. They would. It's a warm-up. It's a preseason. They, it's like the they, four. At the right it's like time. The, it's like the four preseason football games. Oh, those need to go away. <laughs> well, listen, they went They went on a run of 29-8-4 in the last three months of the season. That's incredible. Yes, it's great. Yeah, good for that. But it just shows how the, just the fact that they believed they could do that and ac- executed it, and the Tampa Bay Lightning went out in the first round, just proves that I, how, how how little the regular season of the NHL means. When I saw my brother last month in Buffalo, uh, we, were at a, we were at a wedding for a family friend. He was t- he got me listening to this uh, this podcast called Spit and Chicklets. It's a uh, hockey podcast. It's great. Wow. It's got Ryan Whitney, who used to play for the Penguins. It's got um, Paul Bissonnette, who used to play for the Penguins in, in Arizona uh, Coyotes. Um, and it's got, like, two uh, two or three other guys on it. And they just talk about hockey for about two two hours a week. They've had John Hamm on a couple couple weeks, a couple months ago. John Hamm is behind this turnaround with the St. Louis Blues. If you don't know the story about Play Gloria... You need to read it, read up on it or listen to that podcast with John I don't John even Hamm. know how to spell it. It's great. How do I spell it? Spitting Chicklets? S-P-I-T-T-L. No, no the story. Play Gloria. Play Gloria? Yes. No, what, what's this about Ham? John Ham. Yes. When when the Blues were in last place, John Ham went down to Philadelphia, took the team out to dinner right. at this private club in Who's Philadelphia. Who's John Ham? The, the actor? Right. Madman, uh, no he's been in like a bu- very handsome-looking guy. John Hamm, got it. Two M's. Yes, he's been in a bunch of movies and TV shows. See, I told you I didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> he took the team out to dinner at this private club in Philadelphia, and they were watching like the Eagles playoff game. And every time he went to commercial, this old guy at the bar told the DJ, "Play Gloria, play Gloria," and that became their like anthem. So every time they won, they came in the locker room and said, "Play Gloria." Play Gloria, and uh, good for them. You know, okay, I guess well, they needed something to get them together. Yeah, and that was it. It's, they it's needed a really a good story. Um, NBA Finals. Uh, the Toronto Raptors <laughs> win the NBA. T- who, who would have ever thought they'd be saying that? Maybe. They beat Golden State. Yes. They out injured them. Did you watch any basketball? Uh, I think I saw. Did you see a basket scored? I did. Okay. I think I caught some highlights. I even turned on the game for Giovanni before I went to bed a couple times. <laughs> I saw that Toronto was up like five in the second half when I went to bed on Thursday night, Wednesday night, whenever the game was. So, um, All right. Bet with Barman. Anything? No, I'm still on Dumoulin for the Tour okay. de France. 
So, Women's World Cup, Devo is one and two. Not good. Not good. <laughs> took, he took, correctly took lock of the year. Gonna put it out there. He had the lock of the year. U.S. against Thailand, 13, covered the four and a half by three times the spread. Bet the house. <laughs> and I did bet the house. Uh, took England later in the week, I think Friday. They lost on the spread. They won one nothing. and the spread was three. Uh, I took U.S. again today at four and a half. They did not cover. Um, I will take uh, Norway on Tuesday. I believe they're one and a half favorites. Uh, I don't remember who they're playing, but that's Bevo's bet with Bevo, Norway. Minus one and a half. There you go. Um, I took out all the ties on my record. It was causing Krabby some issues. <laughs> he goes, your win percentage is not very good. I'm like, yeah, but the ties don't hurt me because you don't lose money on those. That's true. So I'm like, so I just took them out. Right. So on the year, I've got Bevo at now 19 and 13. Uh, we did get a, we did get some Ask Bevo, Barman and Bevo, anything questions. From, from our good friend Nick Luther. Well, he asked about sodas. Oh, one of my favorite subjects. Flavored sodas, fan or not, what's your favorite? Cherry. Cherry Coke. I do not drink any flavored sodas. Ever. You drink Mountain Dew? Diet Mountain Dew. That's a flavor. That's not a flavor. <laughs> it's not cherry. It's not raspberry. When I go to the when I go to the Coca-Cola machine at Wendy's, like I don't add like vanilla or cherry or orange or anything. You of that gotta stuff. go cherry coke. No. It's the best. No. I don't no. like Pepsi and, and I love ch- wild cherry Pepsi. Do you? Yes, I love it. It's too sweet. That's great. That's actually why I prefer diet soda over regular soda. Yeah. Is because it's not cherry as, Coke Zero or it's diet. Not, it's not the, as the sweet. new feisty cherry oh, really? diet Coke is fantastic. Nice. All right. Now this I'm also is, I'm also this, big, I'm also a big root beer fan. Diet and regular Barks. And, See, and diet huge, Dr Pepper. I'm not a huge root beer. Um, well, my grandmother used to drink Verners, and I do like Verners. Verners, cl- uh, uh, ginger, ginger ale. Ginger. That's it's like not, a, it's that's not like a ale. It's thing. actually it's actually like, spicier than that. Yeah. I do like Verners, and I do like um, cream soda more than root beer. Yeah, I'm not a cream soda fan. Right. Uh, I do occasionally will drink an orange soda or a grape soda, but the, it's very rare. Very rare. I do. Now we're gonna talk flavors, vodkas. Well, that's a totally different subject. Well, we might as well talk about it. Okay. Well, you're a grape. Scott, <laughs> double sky, sky grape sky and soda grape. at Miller's Ale House. When, when you're at Miller's Ale House, <laughs> when they haven't pissed you off so much that you boycott them. Uh, but even orange? Sky orange? Stoli no. sky. Stoli big orange. The only orange Stoli I don't drink is, is absolute. Mandarin's awful. Stoli, yeah, exactly. Um, and then the biggest question that we've ever been asked how do you take your hash browns at Waffle House? Scattered, smothered, covered, and chunked. I'm smothered, covered, diced, chunked, topped, because I like the Burt's chili, but no one that rides in a car with me is ever super happy. <laughs> <laughs> I think Scott Patton's more of just a coffee guy there. I think it goes against his, well, the his keto, keto, the keto thing. Go, you probably can't have the Yeah, uh, well, there's the, the chili or the potatoes. or the chili might be okay on that. No, it's got a lot of... There's not a lot to it. It's more like a, a vinegar sauce. No, I'm so... I haven't been to a Waffle House in years. Really? Yeah, probably four plus years. Since but, Kimmy stopped working at the Hunger Bridge. Oh, God. <laughs> but cheesy eggs plate. Hash See, I'm browns. an all-star. I'm an all-star all the way. But I actually do grits instead of hash brown. 
And then I like my waffle last because I just eat it with butter as dessert. <laughs> Cheesy eggs plate, hash browns, scattered, smothered, covered in chunks. Comes with raisin toast. That's why I get it. And then the waffle as the bonus. As the bonus. <laughs> Gotta it's have the dessert. waffle at the end. It's like dessert. Well, I actually first started eating the waffle last because they would always come to the table last. But now I just like it as the dessert after you finished everything else. And then their syrup's pretty good too. I don't do even syrup. Yeah, I, I just do the whipped butter, the <laughs> crock. I know we've talked what about is it, this. Country, country crock. I know we've talked about this in the past. But the, the all-you-can-eat pancake that we did after oh, the Super Bowl the one year. I just butter. The first the first round of pancakes, I put syrup on it, and Barbara goes, you're done. You're not going to beat me. I go, bullshit. Mike did, Al asked me, he was like, I'm just eating one more than him. And then host Nick. Host Nick. I had like 28. Food is both. He, I had he like 28. Like, you had, he had 28. I had 24. You had like 23. 23. You did one more than me, and I tapped I got to I got about halfway through. I'm like, I can't do the syrup anymore. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> Well, they stopped cooking. They stopped cooking. Yeah, they were undercooked. Yeah, that was very, 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 very mealy. Saucy. Yeah. Um, anything else we need to talk about? I think it's good. Hopefully the audio comes out okay. Yeah, you have to excuse the uh, music in the background. We are uh, recording live at TJ. So Hopefully you'll be able to blend that out. Uh, it's going to be tough if you look at the... Uh, is it going red? <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that or it's almost like you're just sitting with it at the table. Right. That does it for episode 80. I think we'll be back next Sunday. Yeah. I get back Sunday. I'm going back to Buffalo again this week for my 25th high school reunion. Sunday or Monday night. Both should work for me. Yeah. Me too. Okay. So we'll be back in a week. We'll have more uh, Women's World Cup updates. By then we should be in the round of 16. Yeah. Goes from 24 to 16, right? Yeah, but they take almost a week to play all those round of 16 games. Um, we'll have more goals. By then, July, we should have one or it goes to July 7th, and it's only the 16th. By then, we should have two U.S. under 40 team updates <laughs> as well from their first two games. Well, more and on uh, Tuesday, they probably play Sunday then. Oh, one thing we need to talk about: the Broncos owner passed away. I think I saw that yesterday. Yeah, the guy that wore that fur coat. And and the Lakers traded away the ball the ball kid. No, uh, we 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 are. <laughs> There's a mandate on him. Yeah. Um. All right, we'll be back in a week. Thank you for listening, and uh, we look forward to uh, having you listen to our next episode. If you like the Barman and Bevo podcast, you can find us on Podbean to download all of our episodes. You can go to our website, barmanandbevo.podbean.com. Uh, all of our episodes are there as well. We can subscribe on Google. Um, Apple, of course, uh, and uh, Stitcher. You can go to any one of those platforms, search for Barman and Bevo Podcast and be able to pull it up. Follow us on Facebook at, uh, on Facebook, we're Barman and Bevo Podcast, uh, Michael Vandera, Michael Barman. On Twitter, at Barman, the letter N, Bevo Pod, uh, at Bevo 8771, at underscore Coach Barman. As you can hear, Violet's in the background talking to me while I'm doing this. Um, we always have uh, weekly when we do our, our segments, uh, Ask Barman and Bevo Anything, uh, Bet with Bevo. If you have any suggestions, please send them to us at any one of our uh, social media sites. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with a new episode. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm 
Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curve Yeah Flattening the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way The only way they know how That's just Don't understand the key.